Alrighty. Greetings, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Spunk Radio Podcast. Today, I am your host. I am Dan, programmer at Samurai Funk. And we have a guest on today. And Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name's Jake. I'm a game developer and musician. And I kind of work in and around the Samurai Punk office. Yeah, so, so you kind of you kind of just you got a desk in our room. Yeah, so you get to chat. You get to you get to like amalgamate. Yeah, you know, spread ideas. I get people to laugh at my bad jokes. So that's that's good. Ah, oh, that's right. Everyone's jokes are bad. That's true. Yeah, we have a guest. And we also uh, only two people today as well. So everyone's very busy in the office. How many do you usually have? We usually have three. So we normally have three people on each right. week. Uh, but just two of us today, but we have people in chat as well. Um, we have friends. We have friends. Uh, so yeah, uh, well, let's start off the podcast with what we've been playing for the last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been playing that much, but I've been playing a fair bit of just Pokemon. Okay, so I feel like everyone's been playing a lot of Pokemon. Yeah, it's, it's a big time sink. Mm. Um, Are you going for the full like living yes, Pokedex? I'm, I'm going for okay. the full Pokedex. Um, so this will be probably the first game that I've gotten the closest I have. Mm-hmm. So I've sort of just been playing the game like on the train, like to and from work, uh, and a little bit on the weekends, like when the TV isn't free. Mm. Uh, and I'm, I'm at like 376 Pokemon out of 400. So I'm how like, many? How many new Pokemon are there? Uh, because it's like, like 140-ish. Okay, so they don't add like 252 new Pokemon with every generation. No, forgive they, me. Like they I usually add between like 100, 150 each okay. time. So okay. there's like a total of 806 Pokemon all together now, or something like that. Okay, like okay. Of all the generations together. Right. Uh, so we got about half of them in this game. Okay, that's um, cool. I haven't really played since Heart Gold. Right. Like, I tried yeah. X and didn't get into it, but I've got this Pokemon just kind of waiting on my Switch to play. But Which I don't really know the score. I got Shield. Shield. Mm. It's a good one. That's, that's the one I'm, I'm playing. Cool. Not many people it have good. it, so people will get really excited when you send them things and surprise trades. Right. It seems like the online trading thing, or just the whole online system, is. Yeah. Everyone's really engaged with that. Mm. Yeah, it's much easier now as well, and because like the Switch is a very online platform, mm. uh, there's a lot more people connected. Hi, Millard, welcome, welcome Hi. to the Cyberpunk podcast. Hi. Uh, we're just discussing Pokemon at the moment because I'm playing it currently, and Jake here will be playing it. I will very be playing shortly. it. I did see um, the kind of opening sequence and a Pokemon Wooloo. Oh yeah, Wooloo, yeah. Yeah, and I have seen a bunch of other Pokemon from the game, but Wooloo is still my favourite, so I oh, kind yeah. of want to... You can get that straight away at the start yeah. of the game, which is nice. I'm excited for that. It's a it's a big fan favourite. Right. I, Very I heard someone did like a... just got one Wooloo and went through the whole game. And just <laughs> used that Wooloo to defeat every <laughs> single I, German. I can imagine, they just have to train it a lot. Um, yeah. But... It's very cute. Yeah, the, the new one's been pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh... From sort of just this sort of generation where like you get experience from doing everything, so capturing, like killing everything gets experience, mm. um, like from every fight. So it's not as much of a chore leveling things up, which is nice. Okay, I noticed that um, you the rest of your party gets experience points mm. when you get experience points, or like the the mm. Pokemon that you have out, and maybe that was fixed in a few 
generations ago, but from silver and gold, <laughs> that definitely wasn't a thing. Yeah, so no, it's nice not. to see that. I feel like there's going to be so many new Pokemon that I've never heard of. Mm. But I'm excited. Right, so Millard is Dean from uni. Oh, cool. Hey, Dean. Enjoying the new Pokemon as well? Awesome. Mm. Yeah, awesome. I've sunk a fair few hours into it. I think, like, just traveling and then spending, like, a couple of days near the start there where I was playing like, for eight hours in a day. Wow. Like, like, it's a fair amount, but, like, you know, two hours in the morning and then four hours in the afternoon and then, like, some before bed. That's like, right. adds up. Mm-hmm. I like, like, I've seen um, videos of people and their different outfits that yeah. you can choose, and that's really exciting. So I'm, I'm really is, excited to play Pokemon now that, that is, we're talking it about. It is, like, actually super exciting. Like, all of the things that have sort of had it been added, like, the yeah, whole fashion okay. system is, like, oh, so good. Mm. And at first, like, you go to your first fashion shop and there's not that much clothes, and you're like, oh, that's a shame. And then you go to, like, the other towns and they've all got their own little style, and you're like, ah, oh, they've got fashion in Pokemon. It looks very cute. wanted it for so long. Wow. But yes. So what, what have you yes. been playing this week? I've mostly been playing Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Um, which uh, which has been good to come back to. I haven't played the second one, but I really, really love the first one, yeah. which I played a long time ago. Um, and coming into three, it's kind of made me re-fall in love with like exploration yeah. um, and trying to find all the little secrets in games. I kind of usually just want to do like the very like linear golden path storyline yeah. in games. Um, but for some reason, I, th- I think because everything in Luigi's Mansion 3 is interactable, mm. basically, even the things that don't do much, if you vacuum them, they still kind of shake or move a little bit, and yeah. so much stuff can be sucked up or destroyed or hide secrets, um, and that's been like really fun to explore the, the different levels. There's a section kind of in the middle of the game, so it's, it's set inside a, a hotel, um, and f- for kind of the first few levels, it's like you're exploring hotel rooms kind of with different things mm. and then there's a section in the middle where you're kind of going into uh, like a museum and a few other themed things but it doesn't feel like a hotel anymore it feels more like levels from Mario and I actually didn't really enjoy those levels right and that made me realise how much like I just like exploring a creepy kind of weird hotel right. and that, that was the fun in the game it wasn't the puzzles or the challenge it was just the exploration right so that's been really yeah. nice to kind of go back to that um, I get that so I, I've finished Luigi's Mansion 3 oh, so, okay. so okay, I, cool. I, I don't know what you're talking yeah, yeah. about and I do agree like there's a few levels in there um, like how far are you at the moment like what's have you I'm three quarters of the way through so what like what floor number is that do you know what theme uh, I can't remember I just did Pirate um, Ship no I, I think I'm on or I'm just about to finish uh, the trickster one where there's kind of like the cards and oh yeah it's like those three ghosts yeah the three ghosts that are falling and it's in such there. a cool theme yeah it's a really cool theme like magic tricks I was gonna say that one that one feels more like it's a hotel floor it's just yeah. slightly a bit weird yeah um, which is cool but I do agree with the museum one because it's like huge like it's really mm. tall like it would take up multiple floors yeah um and I think there's a garden one as well if you've been to the the garden one yeah the garden so one was like it's like six floors yeah like it it's was massive. really weird. It, it was still fun. Like, I liked how, how kind of beautiful that was. Mm. Um, but, yeah, definitely. There's, there's something about, like, the hotel, like, going into the different kind of compartmentalized rooms was more exciting than being in, like, big rooms um, with puzzles and challenges. Yeah. And I just don't like anything that's challenging. I don't know why. <laughs> I just want it to be really easy but interesting. Yeah. And um, I think it does a good 
most of the game does a really good job of kind of balancing that. Yeah, as it was cool. mostly it's trying to figure out what the gimmick is of each like section of the game. Yeah. Um, especially the tough, tough bosses. Um, so I think I think the one I struggled with most was that garden one with the, the saw blades mm. because I'd been taught how to use the saw blades the whole way, like sort of when I unlocked it in that area, and then um, the final boss you kind of have to trick it into like slamming into a surface so then you can saw on the arm yeah you can't do it before then when the arm's still sticking out which is you felt like a bit of a disconnect yeah considering how you can kind of do anything in any order in that game yeah like everything's very free like a sandbox in each each floor but apart from that i thoroughly enjoyed the game um it did start to get a bit repetitive near the end just because yeah i'm kind of kind of maybe want to move on to a new game and then come back to Luigi's Mansion after a bit mm. of a break when I kind of yeah. maybe if I get um, stuck in Pokemon or I actually just downloaded um, uh, Mario Odyssey uh, as well I'm really late to all of these games you, you are for Mario Odyssey especially yeah. that, that game is fantastic yeah yeah. I've heard it's very similar like if you like uh, Super Mario Galaxy mm. games which I really did. And I love those. And the thing is, you say you're enjoying the exploration part of Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. That's very much Odyssey. Is like, yeah, this okay. thing is slightly out of place. Like, you know, you fix it and then you get your reward. Like, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Um, and I keep being surprised at how beautiful, actually, Luigi's Mansion is and even some mm. bits in Pokemon because uh, Nintendo aren't always known for their their graphics um, mm. or looks but there's some really special moments which has been nice like a reminder why the switch is actually such a great console yeah yeah it, there's definitely a lot of a lot of love put into the earlier parts of the new pokemon game yeah okay um their quality does drop off at certain points but that's it's clearly where they've focused most of the energy yep um but i mean they're everyone's constrained to budgets so i totally get it uh and they can only say so much to to like the public anyway so the outrage yeah um but luigi's mansion is like so beautiful mm. like across like everything i've seen in that game was like stunning yeah yeah it's really good yeah mm. Mm. So, uh, enjoy odyssey yeah i will really i will i'm i kind of just want to go home and just spend my time playing switch games at the moment really <laughs> <laughs> although i just got an, a new game on steam today so i'm just building up my Oh, library of games that I will inevitably just stay unplayed for oh, a while no. but. yeah I use I use a website called backloggery.com which is like it's like you catalog all your games and like uh -huh. ones that you've like completed like beaten or completed 100% kind of thing yeah, right. and then it has like your unplayed and like my unplayed is at like was it 70% at the start of this year mm -hmm. I, and I had like 800 games across all my platforms and I was like oh my goodness I have not played many of my wow. games um, but I've just spent like the whole year all my spare time just playing through my backlog and I'm down to like 50% now and I'm like oh my god it's still like 400 <laughs> so to go and there's so many coming out I feel mm. like I mean that's also including playing the ones that have been coming out as well okay so, okay. so I've played a lot of games this year um, yeah I've missed out on um, Control I haven't played that yet I haven't yeah. played Star Wars um, I feel like there's probably one or two other pretty big games that have come out that I just haven't had the time or made the time to play yeah. Um, but I tried a game called After Party. After Party, um, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, it was by the creators of Oxenfree. Um, so it was like really heavily narrative driven. It's mostly just kind of walking around and talking and you get drunk 
and depending on what drink you have and depending on how drunk you are different dialogue options come up right. some are like really silly or stupid or flirty and that kind of stuff um, and it was set in hell um, oh, so it was just a yeah. really really humorous game yeah um, but some weird some weird design stuff like is that the one that has the two characters yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the camera is set kind of very flat yeah um, so you're looking at everything literally from the side but the characters are quite far away um, and when I played it on my TV I thought oh this everything feels really far away so I'll put it on my laptop right in front of me and then when I put it on the laptop, it still felt the same. So it's like they just needed to bring the camera in a little bit more and maybe have uh, a slight kind of top-down angle. Hmm. Yeah, for a game that was all about the characters, characters and the dialogue, it didn't feel personal. It felt yeah disconnected, but it was hilarious. Um, and that's another thing that I loved about Luigi's Mansion is that there's so much comedy in yeah. it. And the voice acting of Luigi in this one oh, is, is gold. Yeah, it's great. Like, it's really I think great. I was in hysterics for like a good five minutes after the initial night-night. At the very start of the game, <laughs> that was so hilarious. But every, also, every time a button goes into the elevator, it's just like oh, 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 and it like slots it nicely in and then spins it's in, and he's just like oh yeah, <laughs> just oh, like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, um, very silly. That's good. Um, and we'll we'll talk about your game a bit in a bit. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to I want to pose a question to everyone that's in chat as well. As well as to you, but it was okay. Black Friday sales last Friday, yeah. Slash Cyber Monday sales yesterday, or today oh. for some of the people in America who are who are still like watching because it's Tuesday. No, yeah, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday for, for a in second, Australia. I was like, Is it Wednesday? <laughs> um, so yeah, it it's like still going on, but mm -hmm. I would say that like Black Friday was the biggest it's ever been in Australia this year because like yeah. we don't normally have. Black Friday because there's nothing around this weekend for us to celebrate. We don't have Thanksgiving or anything like that, mm. so uh, there's no such thing as a Black Friday sale. And it sort of happened last year. Like there was a bit of a Black Friday sale. It's like, oh yeah, there's some sales on like a few of the retailers that are also in America. But then this year, like I went to Eastland, which is a shopping mall out uh, out east of Melbourne. Yep. And it was just like every shop just had things over the plastic over the windows like black yeah. friday sales and that sort of stuff shoes and like clothes and electronics and white goods and everything was just like on sale and like some some of it was like pretty decent deal like deals like 60 percent off and stuff like that but mm. like compared to some of the stuff i've seen in america like america's sales like ours was nothing compared to it um yeah it used to be actual deals lower than clearance prices, but now it's like 10% off, not even. So this yeah, digital right. seahorse. Yeah, so, yeah, Australia definitely doesn't like going below clearance prices. Like No way. Yeah. No way. I was surprised at how discounted some stuff mm. was, though, um, and I'd definitely not seen it this big. Yeah. I felt like um, I noticed that the Melbourne Central shopping center they provided oh, yeah. free, free parking so i think the big shopping centers probably kind of got on board and then that kind of made all the retailers be like okay well i have to kind of be part of this mm. um so it was kind of exciting it was way too many people in the yeah. city on that day but i got one or two good deals for clothes i actually needed to buy oh, anyway nice. yeah um so so that was good did you get nice. did you get any I, good deals i Succumbed. Buy an Xbox for $200? No, I didn't buy an Xbox <laughs> for $200. That was that was a good deal. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, but it was, yeah, it was a digital-only Xbox, and I also have a PlayStation 4 that I'm very happy with, mm-hmm. um, and a PC that I'm also very happy with. But it wasn't Black Friday specifically, because I went into Melbourne Central as well, and started passing by, but stopped in a few places, and yeah, it was packed, there was people everywhere. Um, but Saturday, yeah, when I went to Eastland, I went into JB Hi-Fi and picked up a copy of Anthem for four bucks. I uh, saw that. And I was like, that's just so cheap that even the case on my shelf will at least look nice. Like, Wow. There was, there was something on Reddit, um, I think, or it might have been on Facebook, and it, and it was like a screenshot of the $4 Anthem deal, and the caption was still not cheap enough to make me buy oh, it. Oh, it's a real, like... That's rude. Yeah, I've, I haven't played Anthem, so I can't pass judgment. Yeah. Um, but it... I was like, wow, if they're selling it that low, then maybe it's not worth playing? I don't know. Yeah, You can I mean, tell me after you play it. Oh, I've, I've played it already. Oh, I've okay. played, I got it on release. And right. Yeah, I was... It was, it was, like... It was pretty, like, rough, like, around the edges. Some of the narrative was interesting, mm-hmm. but then, like, for how big the game was meant to be, it was very small. Like, we finished the content in that... In, like, a day not even playing for like the whole day, just playing for like eight hours. Just like the whole story, all of the dungeons and that sort of stuff. So it was like, not really the MMO experience that they'd sold it as, or like right. even like Diablo 3 takes longer than that to beat, right? Um, so it was, it was kind of just like, there's not much there. Like, so I can understand why people were upset. People were going yeah. to it expecting like, this is gonna be my game that I play on stream for the next like several months. And then they're done, because they play for the games for 16 hours a day on stream. They're done with it within a day or two. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, that's all right, I understand why some people are upset. Um, I'm not sure if there was much media attention about it, but um, one person I know that was involved in the very early stage of the development who ended up leaving the yeah. team um, spoke about like the just the issues with some of the, I guess, uh, the decision makers of the game. And yeah. It was really challenging to work on for everyone because people couldn't agree. So it seemed like the development process was bad or, yeah. or not as good as it should have been. I mean, all that stuff um, came to light, right? Like, there was a big... Yeah, um, okay. Was it, was it a Polygon article? I can't remember. There was a big article that came out about, like, the troubled Anthem development. development yeah, right. And then that okay. also led on with the, the troubled Mass Effect development as well. Right. Um, but, yeah, it Trouble. Was like, Trouble troublemakers. Trouble. Because there's like, all sorts of things that they had to deal with, like, being forced to use the Frostbite engine, which, like... You know, only Dice was really familiar with and right. all that sort of stuff. Um, and the game does look beautiful in, mm. in places. Um, it's also very small, so like it's not a big world to explore. Like you can fly from one side of it to the other in like fifty seconds, kind of thing. Mm. It's like not that big, and for something where you got so much movement potential, it just feels small. Um, I mean, for four dollars, like yeah, like it's four a, bucks. a physical That's copy. It's a, That's a good deal. The Blu-ray disc inside would probably be more, more expensive than four dollars. But they probably well, that's definitely below the, the clearance yeah, sale that's prices. Definitely. Um, and I, I also picked up one other thing at JB, which uh-huh. was uh, the Division Two. Uh-huh. I got the Gold Edition for nineteen dollars, okay. which was a steal because they'd mislabeled it. Like it was only meant to be the base version of Division Two for nineteen dollars, but the Gold Edition has like all of the expansion in it. Right, as well. right. So it's like that was meant to be like fifty bucks or forty bucks or something like that. And I got it for nineteen. I was like, yeah, cool. Nice. 
Cool. Does that um, game have like an offline single no, single player mode? It's just no, online. division. It's got like a single player kind of where yeah. like you play the whole game single player, but you have to be online while you're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I played through the first game very recently, um, and because I played it after Division Two had already come out, like I played this like a month ago. Mm. Um, Division Two had already come out, and the servers were just dead. And like mm. Division One seemed very clearly built to play with other people. Like so much so that at every corner it says, "Oh, you should invite people online." You know, enter matchmaking. So you'd enter matchmaking, and I would just sit there and like, "Oh, no one's coming. Do it myself." <laughs> and it made the game very difficult. Like very, yeah. very difficult. So much so that like I was looking up online. I'm like, "Why is this game so difficult?" And people were like, "Oh, just invite some higher level people," or like, "Oh, just go to this area and grind for a bit." And I'm like, "I don't want to do that." Like, that's really tough. Yeah. But hopefully, I'll be on trend enough with Division 2 people that okay. there'll still be some people on the servers. Okay, good. It came out a while ago now. Yeah. Though. But I guess they might have been releasing expansions over the last year D- or so. Division 2? Yeah. I thought it was only like four or five months ago. Oh. Maybe, they've just, been, maybe they've just been advertising it for so long. Maybe. But I feel like it's been out for years. It's, it's been out. Like, it's been advertised for quite a while. Oh. But yeah, it's... I don't think it's been out for, for super long because mm. it's still like on all those lists of like games that released this year and stuff yeah. like that. Um, maybe I'm just thinking of The Division. The, the, the Maybe. Yeah. When did that come out? 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just thinking of The Division number one. 2016 maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Division one came out a little while ago. Wow. Um, you, uh, Dean is saying went was going to go to JB Hi-Fi for some good deals. Um, yeah, yeah, they seem like they had some. They... Um, I I actually only bought a Nintendo Switch really recently, and then Black Friday was yeah. like a week after, and I could have saved like a hundred, hundred and twenty dollars or something. So, yeah, they were good deals. March of this year. Well, there you go. Okay, yeah, so I'm thinking of the seven, division one. Seven, seven months, eight mm. months. Yeah, right. somewhere around there. Know. It's December now. It's December wow. now. <laughs> I'm actually excited for the holiday season this year. Usually. It doesn't thrill me. It is just like a stressful, busy yeah. time. But this year, I don't know. Mm. It feels good. Hello, Dracus. Hi, Dracus. Welcome along. Hi, Scratch. Halo is coming out at 5am. Is that on Ooh. Steam? I think they're doing the, the Master Chief collection on Steam. Oh. Is that what you're talking about, Scratch? Did anybody else in uh, chat do any, do any accidental shopping during the sales? Steam and Windows Store, right? Mm. I haven't played Halo in ages, actually. I really loved that game. The last one I played was Halo 3. Yeah. Wow. Back on the Xbox 360. Yeah. There was something, I think it might have been in a movie that I saw the other day, and one of the... No, it was in The Mandalorian. One of the, one of the sounds or the creatures from The Mandalorian sounded so similar to Elite's from... Halo. Oh. It was uncanny. Like it was they, really they weird. Used the same sample from the same sample library. I don't reckon that they did, but uh, it was I, still I, like a really similar. I hear the I similar. hear the the same sound library they use for the original Doom games. Yeah, I hear right. that in movies all the time, especially the door opening sound. It's like, <laughs> and I hear it everywhere, and I'm like, that's a Doom sound because I'm just wow. totally entrenched in that's where I first heard it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like people have that with like the Wilhelm scream. I have it with the Doom door door opening sound, which probably wasn't the first time that sound was used either. But it's the first time I heard it. Yeah. Scratch was watching Psychopaths yesterday. 
Good anime. Good anime. Okay. They use the same sound effect library that Valve used for, for the, the Source, Source Engine. engine. <laughs> yeah right. Wow, it's not that surprising because like there are a lot of sound libraries out there, um, but kind of once you have a good sound library, you don't just go and necessarily buy another one. Yeah. So I think, um, at least back in the day when uh, maybe games were kind of newer and stuff, it was just mm. easier to take take from film. There wasn't as many people sound designing. Yeah. So how about we mm. ask you about your game? Sure. So what would you like to know? What give us open the, book? Give, give us give us the pitch sure. so that everybody in chat understands yes, the game. Sure. Well, um, uh, the game is called "I Love You Tokyo," um, and it's a narrative and pop music driven game um, with elements uh, from musical theater as well. So you can think of it like a cross between games like Oxen Free or To the Moon, even. Um, even Florence in the way that it's set out in kind of vignettes, but then crossed with um, a movie musical like A Star Is Born. Um, or not Glee, but like the characters <laughs> in the game are singing and it's, uh, and it's quite fun and the music is kind of more pop music um, rather than music theatre or kind of composy music. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe it. Um, yes, that is Dean. That is what I was working on at PAX. Last year. Uh, this year? This year. This year, not yeah. last year. Last year I was there for... Uh, I'd done music for another game called Nom Nom Apocalypse. Um, and then Digital Seahorse, something... Some, 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 emo some emojis, and then Tokyo. Yep. So the game is set in Melbourne and Los Angeles and Japan, including Tokyo. Um, yeah, so it's just a kind of a 40-minute experience about love um, and ambition and ego um, where you get to play as a character singing songs making choices running around looking cute mm. yeah that's kind of the, the crux of it i guess the crux the well, crux yeah very good um so what challenges have you run into so far with it because you're you're doing this mostly by yourself and then you're sort of yeah. contracting people out that's right so i would say the challenges that i've faced have been all of them <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, no, not really. Uh, so I'm developing most of the game by myself, um, and but contracting very, very heavily in the art department. I'm not doing any of the art, um, and with the programming, um, production, and uh, narrative, um, I'm hiring kind of consultants to help me figure out the parts that I don't know, or kind of just give me feedback every now and then. From someone with a lot of experience but it gives me the chance to explore it and learn about a kind of a, a specific thing um and uh i guess save save on budget it, you know is certainly a part of it um but because it's such a small game it's been exciting to be able to do all the different bits and pieces and move between doing things rather than mm. just doing programming or just doing design constantly um so the the emojis which re represent i, I love, love you, you tokyo <laughs> that's very creative that's good uh, and Dean just asks um, where you can find it. Um, it'll be available next year. At the moment, there's kind of only some stuff on my Twitter and a website. So the website is monstermansion.io. Um, and you can find me on Twitter just at monstermansion with no E. And there's some details there. Um, or if you're kind of more interested, 
in it, uh, you can send me a message and on the website there's a mailing list as mm. well. So I'm hoping that um, maybe by May next year there'll kind of be more, more public information yeah. about it and, and a trailer and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so it's still early days, but it's exciting and going well. Yes. Challenges, challenges though, I didn't even really talk, yeah. talk about them. Um, challenges have just been kind of working out, I guess, what it's going to be and what the scope is going to be before, you know, knowing that much about the game. I knew what it was and what I wanted it to be. Um, but, it, you know, it takes until you're doing prototyping and really pulling a lot of things together, including the art and the art style and shaders and and doing the music to kind of really go, okay, this is truly the scope of the game. Yeah. And figuring that out as I go um, and managing how the game, how I have to change what's in the game to keep it within scope while that keeps changing has been challenging. Um, the uh, the ever-changing uh, scope as you yes. discover how deep certain holes go is a very big challenge. Totally. Um, and, and from my experience not being very experienced in art it's been quite challenging communicating with artists and 3d artists to kind of get what i want when i can't necessarily speak really clearly in the vocabulary or there's some things that i that i don't necessarily understand maybe how long they take or how to how to describe them or or just how to kind of work with just people's workflow mm. getting used to that has been challenging but but quite exciting so seahorse is confirming it's monster mansion without the e in monster that is correct digital seahorse yes yep that's correct seahorse and uh my day is going well dracus how is your day going yeah mine's pretty good too uh thanks dean the art looks great love the style of it thank you and that art style on there is actually kind of a slightly older concept it's mm. been updated and is even kind of cooler and cuter and, and nicer so that's I'm glad you're excited that's yeah. a secret until you, you secret. until you're ready to show it off more <laughs> yep yeah exactly definitely very very exciting awesome thanks Digital Seahawks I'll see you on Twitter see you on Twitter yeah mm. today's going good Dracus that's good to hear very nice mmm so yeah, this this is this will be like your fourth game now. Uh, I guess it depends what you mean. This will be of my own games that I've kind of mm. done the whole thing. You've probably contracted on a hell of a lot more than that now. Yeah, I've contracted on a few. This will be really only the second game that I would be oh. proud to share. Right. You know okay. that I'd be like, yeah, I do this. Check it out. Everything else, I'm like, oh yeah, I did that thing. Um, but then there's a bunch of game jam games, um, and then there's a few other things that I've done some design on or, or music on. Right. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So bits and pieces. Elise wants to know what was the inspiration behind the game. Uh, the inspiration behind the game and why am I making it? I think it's it's changed, like it keeps changing. My my current inspiration, but the kind of original reason was that I had kind of a set of songs that I'd written. They were kind of going to be maybe for an album or an EP. Um, and these songs were just happened to be about different specific places and I just thought there was something really interesting there between them like there was some kind of story um, and I just at the time wasn't really that interested in kind of putting a band together and kind of going down the regular music industry path um, and I'd been doing game design and had those skills and I found this story between the, the songs and the lyrics it just kind of formed in my head and then I was like oh I can just turn this into a game and use these songs to kind of inform 
the story and the mechanics um, and kind of be the, the main thing. Um, the main character, I guess, because the songs were written just from, I guess, emotional or personal expression, um, the main character really is kind of a self-insertion. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of reflection of me and kind of my dreams and my anxieties and that kind of stuff in the game. So that kind of keeps it... Um, I think it kind of keeps it fresh to me that I get to yeah. constantly think about that or I can use myself and how I view the world as that's, an influence. Yeah, that's also a very good way of keeping it grounded as well. So when people mm. are experiencing it as well, it feels like it's coming from a real place, which is something that a lot of the bigger games miss these days because it's less self-inserting from people because it's mm. more than one person like working on one thing. Sure. Um, and then as soon as like, you have somebody, like something that's diverse between so many different like, individuals, it starts to feel fake. Yeah, um, a bit diluted and people have ideas of like what should happen yeah. rather than just kind of a natural story i um got in a couple of actors actually to do a table read of the of the script so it's a, a kind of a narrative game but there's not uh, any voice acting in it so to get actual actors come in and read the script that i had written it really brought a lot of stuff yeah. to light for me and helped me realize who the characters were which was a really exciting way to find more natural dialogue rather than just what I think someone kind of would respond with or what they would say so hopefully when it comes out people kind of enjoy that or or that's conveyed that it is all very it's not it's not realistic in what happens you know it's still very fictional yeah yeah, but but I think the characters uh, have plenty of realism to them have a sense of place at least yeah they they are grounded yeah they make they make sense they make sense yeah mm. real cool. feel i like that real feel. should be my tagline real <laughs> feel make games with real feel, real feel. <laughs> yeah. that's good that's yeah good. thanks thanks who would be your ideal actors who would turn into a movie or tv show oh i have all these thought about this this is a great question i feel like we could play that game for the rest of the day i've just um, uh yeah, just for, for any your games. game and then for any other game yeah totally um, who would be your favourite actor to play the bird in feather the, the bird in feather <laughs> <laughs> have a think about it you know that that parrot on uh, like it's on like the the talent shows where it's like it's been trained to make all the noises and like it's, it's you know it's trained to fly between different things it'd probably be that bird because okay. that way it's trained <laughs> <laughs> Nelly Furtado. <laughs> Nelly Furtado. <laughs> good call. Good yeah. call. Uh, Bulldog, uh, how's it going? Hi. Welcome. Hello. Um, yeah, Digital Seahorse, David Tennant. That is always a good call. Completely agreed. Um, well, there's, there's four main characters, um, but maybe I'll just think of one or two actors. Mm. So the character that kind of reflects me, ooh, who would that be? You just want to act, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe you could just be me. Um, I would love to say, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, but I don't think that he would actually fit the character. Right. So it would be someone like... Um, oh, it could be Tom Holland. That would be pretty cute. That would be pretty cool. Um, or oh, there's another actor that's, like, on the tip of my tongue... Maybe there's an actor that I really like from 13 Reasons Why. 
I can't oh, I remember seen that show. what what their name is. Um, but there's but there's someone there. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, there's Tom Holland's. There's I think Tom he's Holland probably my favorite actor at the moment. Yeah, I've definitely got a crush on him. So if he was in in my my TV show movie, I'd be really <laughs> happy with that. Mm, I'm trying to think of like some game other games we could do this with. <laughs> Cause like, well, who who could who would play Luigi really well? Like oh, he's such a ridiculous who play Luigi character. Ah, uh, I don't know. Do you think? I feel like someone like Seth Rogen. I don't know. Like I was why, like someone Seth, really. I was thinking Seth Rogen as well, but I'm like, I don't know why. Is it just because he sort of speaks like that in like Pineapple Express? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I just feel like having someone that's still as silly but kind of a bit more. I don't know, realistic and over the I top. I think, yeah, I was, I was thinking like Seth Rogen, but I'm like, oh, but his face structure doesn't quite like give off the same facial expression vibes mm. as Luigi does. But then it's like, it's a tough one because I'm trying to think of like, I was like thinking of uh, also the, what's the Bro- Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy? I was like, Andy Samberg. Yeah, Andy Samberg would probably be pretty <laughs> funny as well, but I think he's too tall. Yeah, oh my God, no, um, Boyle. Oh, Boyle, Boyle would be perfect. Boyle uh, would be perfect as Luigi, I think. Oh, what's his name? Something Sanchez, is it? Like, I don't can, know. Uh, can't remember. Can someone, can someone Google that for us? Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, what's the as, actor's as, name? As Boyle? Luigi. And then who would play, like, Mario and Peach and the Toads? Yeah. Could we just have the entire Brooklyn Nine-Nine cast oh, just as, playing the characters? As Luigi's, like... The whole like Luigi and Mario family. Yep. Mm. I think it could work. I feel like Rosa could be Peach, but she'd be like really salty about it and be like oh. being rescued. She'd be like, "You need to play Odyssey." What are you doing? <laughs> oh, really? You need to play Odyssey. Okay. Okay. Jolo Jolo Truglio. Yeah. Yep. All right. That sounds right. I think he'd be good for Luigi. Be a pretty good Luigi, I think. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Wow. Well, let's... But but in saying that, let's hope that they don't ever do a Luigi or Mario movie Oh, again. yes, please. Please don't do no, no, that. No, no, no. Um, no, no, no. Did they make an appearance in Pixels? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know if I saw that. I did not. I was no. stuck clear of that. <laughs> as soon as my parents said they wanted to go see Pixels, I was like, no way am I ever going near that. No. No, no, no. Um, one of my favorite childhood books, Artemis Fowl. Did you oh, ever read yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, I had There's... to read that for primary school. Yeah, I thought it was really good. A, it would be awesome as a game. Um, but it's coming out as a movie. It was, I think it was meant to come out this year, but it's going to come out next year. Right. Um, it's taken and, them a while. Yeah, and books or video games going to movies is always terrifying. Mm. Um, but that's, I think it could be good. It could be good. Yeah. Kevin Cosner. Who's Kevin Cosner? The name's really familiar. Kevin Cosner is... Kevin Cosner's in rom-coms, right? I don't know. And for what what role? Can people share images in the, the stream chat? Uh, I think they can, they, could, they could post links. I think we have links enabled. I'm not okay. sure. Okay. Old Robin Hood. Old Robin Hood. Oh, Waterworld. Mm. Wow. Oh, yes. But that was ages ago. It doesn't look anything like that anymore. 
Oh, he's from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who does he play in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Don't know. I don't know. Who would who would Captain Holt play? Like if he was gonna play a video game character. Oh. I feel like there's no video game characters that are that like dry and Yeah. Sarcastic. I mean it would probably have to be something like Bioware that Bioware's made because they got uh, so many like deadpan characters in those right. those games. Um, <laughs> he just misspelled Costner. Hmm. Are yeah, there um, are there any good movies made from video games? Oh, Prince of Persia was actually pretty good. The movie, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll trust you. I I avoided that. Yeah, I think it was just Jake Gyllenhaal. Right, we got we got a we got a picture here. Okay. Oh yeah. Ah. Totally. Nice. Yeah. He plays Holt's husband, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Really good character. Yeah. Really good character. So so all over the shop. Um. What were we just saying? Prince of Persia. The oh, movie. game game video <laughs> game movies. movies game movies that are any good. I always I, I liked Tomb Raider. Oh yeah. Like right. Like as cringy as going back and watching those the first like few Tomb Raiders are now, it's like, mm, they're not that bad. Yeah, like, I, th- I think they're fine. Particularly the first and second one were good. I really can't remember the third one very well. Mm. Oh, the Witcher series. Hopeful for the Witcher series. Yeah. yeah. That one, that, that's Netflix is still making that, right? It's been a few yeah. years now. Haven't heard much in it for, for a while. Is it the same um, directors or writers? Directors that did uh, some other... I think they did do another show. Like... like the Avengers or Marvel series or something and then they, they got pulled oh, by Netflix or am I thinking of something completely different I'm not sure if it's that okay but it's coming out it's soon. coming out soon do we, do we have a date because like it's been coming out soon for like a good year now yeah um yeah yeah it's, it's gonna be a tough one because like there's a lot of a lot of movies for games that don't hold up because they're just missing that interactive element yeah and trying to capture the feeling you have while playing the game is near impossible yeah like it's gotta be because like inside. a lot of it's really boring to watch like there's not many games that are fun <laughs> to watch somebody else play the actual nitty gritty of it like the reason watching somebody play Minecraft is like interesting for a lot of people on YouTube mm. is not because of the actual Minecraft bit it's the person playing it is the entertainment totally like so we're talking. waiting for their next thing they're saying not that next block to break like that's not the fun part true um, but I guess we only have to wait till 20th of December thank 20th you of Dean December. it's got a date excellent wow just in time for Christmas Christmas. yeah and my birthday actually and your birthday oh when's your birthday yeah 23rd of December the 23rd of December oh 23rd of December. that must have that must have been terrible growing up well it would have just gotten rolled into Christmas you know what it was kind of fine and my mum was really good about it she wouldn't put up the Christmas tree until after my birthday or like on the <laughs> evening of my birthday she was really good and I always got you know still separate presents and stuff hmm. um, but the worst thing was that no one would come to my birthday parties because everyone was, was busy. like busy over yeah. Christmas or out of town so year by year like my birthday party date has always just gotten like a day earlier 
until now it's like just the, the beginning of December. It's usually it's when just, I'll do it something. It was yesterday. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. Um, oh, thanks. Thank you. Happy birthday. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'll have something to do on my birthday now, I guess. Yeah. Because before I was just going to do nothing because none of my friends are around. Do you have any any specific birthday plans set up? You're going to do a thing? I will be yeah. with um, my family on my birthday. Yeah. So nice. it'll be it'll be fun. I'll be in Sydney with my nephew and two nieces. So right. it'll be very cute. Hopefully nice and warm. Maybe we'll go to the beach. Does your whole family live up in Sydney or? No, just my my older brother and like my mum's side of the family. Right. And then like my little brother's in Orange and my dad is up near Byron Bay. Everyone's everywhere. Everyone's everywhere. Yep. So Christmas time is like a tour of Australia basically where I go everywhere. It's a good excuse to travel. I guess so. I guess so. One time I just need to get them all to come down to Melbourne though at once. Yep. Mm. So it's Cryatus' birthday is coming up as well in like two weeks. And I've been organising... Uh, so Claire in the office birthday. Yeah. I've been organising a birthday present for like three months now. That's really and cute. It's like I've been teasing constantly. So I'm not going to drop any spoilers in this chat, but <laughs> let me tell you, it is the most effort I've put into any birthday present ever. Wow. But it, it's going to be fun. Once she I, has the present, like once she you, has the present, I'm going I'm I'm to talk about it on podcast. Okay. Because that's good. Hopefully it should be a good story, and I know <laughs> she's watching, so I can't I can't drop any spoilers. But wow, have you ever received any gift like or any like birthday or even like Christmas present yeah. or anniversary gift that's like just been so huge or like convoluted or just like such like a like not a high value thing, but just has such a, like a memory value to it or like a like a that's what it's an intrinsic value it's like the value that's very personal yeah I'm sure that I have I can't think of anything um off off the top of my head <laughs> watching Claire get suddenly very interested in the stream <laughs> I I can say I don't think anyone's put in three months worth of effort um so Claire if you're disappointed with the present I'll I'll take it it sounds like it's gonna be really good Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say say why it's taken so long. Okay. Um, okay. Because then it might lead to spoilers. Okay. Fair uh, enough. We'll find out soon. But definitely want to tune into the podcast, and it'll be our last week in the office, so it'll be the twentieth, I think, or the nineteenth, or something around then. Oh no, it might be the day after our last podcast. <laughs> I'm just thinking now. It might have to wait till the new year. Oh wow. I'll check and I'll post in the Discord. If there's going to be a podcast after that date. Wow. You're going to keep the audience waiting. I'm going to keep you waiting. You could... Maybe I'll do a write-up. I'll do a write-up and make it like a big Discord post of like... Yeah. A rundown of it. Oh. It sounds like it's going to be mega cute. <laughs> mega cute. It reminds me of um, in the American series of The Office. Yeah. Where Jim... There's like a uh, Chris Kringle Secret Santa type thing. And Jim gets like a... A teapot and then fills it with all of these like memories but then they end up doing swaps so different people get all the different presents yeah so the special present that he wants to give to Pam um, anyway eventually gets some, there but it's it's a whole else. dramatic thing it's wow. a whole dramatic thing but it's very cute wow. <laughs> would you consider <laughs> I have not have you seen, seen the office oh, I was going <laughs> to ask you if you consider yourself 
more of a Jim or more of a Michael. Right. But I, you can't answer that. I can't that. answer that. No I, I, I think I tried to watch like the first episode of maybe the British office. Terrible. And Terrible. It was a, oh, I can't remember if it was a British or American. One of the offices. And I was like, ah, I don't think this is for me. And then I wow. went and did something else. Okay. Um, I'm going to force you to go back and watch The American the Office American because Office. I actually think you would... Re- I'm surprised. You're surprised, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a bit hit or miss what I enjoy. It's just, I enjoy a lot of things, but then, like, Orange is the New Black couldn't get into. Okay. Um, the one that everyone never stops talking about, the, the, the something place, the good place. The good, the good place. place. The, yeah. the good place I could not get into that I even yeah. persisted through the first whole first season because people were like oh no it gets better it gets better you had to persist and I, I went through like oh probably not even the whole season but like 8 episodes they're like 50 minutes each and I was like no this is garbage <laughs> the whole time wow but yeah look I felt I can the same see, about that show I can see why people like it it's like very quirky and it's got a couple of gags in there but it was just like nah there's a lot of downtime in these 50-minute episodes. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's similar to how I felt about Game of Thrones. Um, I feel like opening up a can of worms talking about Game of Thrones. But I, I watched the f- I'd watched some random episodes. Um, and then I was like, okay, maybe I should start watching this. And then I went and watched the first episode and it was so long. And I was like, I can't go through and spend, like, how many hours watching, like, five or six seasons of this TV show. Yeah. I just can't commit to that. It's just a commitment issue there. Having to do a catch-up... Having to do a catch-up <laughs> of any show yeah. is always, like, a rough undertaking. True. But The Office, it's, like, 20-minute episodes, I think. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe they are longer. I can't remember. Nah, they were, norm- they were on normal TV, weren't they? So they, they yeah. should be at least, like, 24 minutes max. Yeah. Because, like, they, they usually have... super long. They usually have, like... It's either 20 minutes, 24 minutes, and then there's the rest of the time of a half-an-hour slot is ads. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. maybe once a week I can we can have lunch together and I can show you the <laughs> Office episodes. I need to start watching. Are they on Netflix? I mean, it's on Stan. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, so do you have a Twitch subscription? I, I do not have. Uh, didn't have Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh well, uh, Dean. It picks up after the fourth season, The Office. Yeah, I I liked all of it, but it definitely does pick up. Wow, wow. Did they change writers or something? Or? I think maybe they just got a bit of a better formula. Like, you right. start noticing some stuff. And they, they did change writers. Like, some of the actors started becoming writers, and I think that actually made it a lot better. Mm. Um, anyway, that's that's what I understand kind of happened. Yeah. I, very good. I still haven't watched the new season of Black Mirror. It kind of just snuck out. Mm. It was, like, season five now. The one with the VR thing. The the VR one is at season four. So oh, is a new, there a there's a new, new season? Yeah. Oh, I kind of just that. it just kind of snuck out. Like, no one's been talking about it, and I'm like, is that because nobody noticed, or is it because, like, yeah. it's bad? <laughs> um, but I, I've been really enjoying Black Mirror. Like, it's been a while since I watched it, but like, mm. I always liked it because I could just pick up one episode. If I didn't like it, yeah. I was like, oh, whatever, move on to the next Skip. one. It's completely different. Very true. Like, it's so different because it's a totally new director, and like totally different like there's no contingent story between any of them which was really nice it's good um, Dean you you love Black Mirror as well have you seen the latest season yeah have you seen season 5 that elusive yeah. new season 
Yeah, I, I had no idea that mm. it was out. But I did really like the last season. I wasn't... I was a fan of some Black Mirror episodes, but I kind of... There wasn't enough to keep me watching the right. all the seasons. But then the lace, the last season came out, season four, I guess. Yeah. And people were raving about it. And it was only, what, like four episodes or something? Three episodes, maybe? Oh, it was. I think it was like five, I think, yeah. Okay, and yeah. That, that was really good. Yeah, five or five six. Is that the one with the fighting game episode? Uh... The VR. I mean, it has the VR, the space deck one, like the the VR um, holodeck one where he, he's like the going on a massive power trip and they're all trying to break out of the the VR simulated world. Ah, oh. what have you seen the one with Miley Cyrus? Um, I think that's the one she's in, isn't it? That's not the episode no. she's in. She's in one where she's like a there's like a doll of her. Oh, I don't know. If, maybe that's season five then. Yeah. Because like season four was like the first episode was like this 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 Star Trekky like oh, space deck yep, one. Yep, yep. Yeah. And no. then um, second episode and that was the the is, is that the one with the the woman who tracks her ch- child on the iPad? I I'm think. not sure. I haven't seen that season, but I have right. seen the latest season. Right. It's the latest season. Okay. Yeah. I so have... you need to watch it. It's okay. the best one. It's the right. best one. Well, at least at least to me. I okay. thought it was really good. There's so a really, there really weird... There is stuff in the new season, okay. Yeah, really weird VR one. Um, and then there's one with Miley Cyrus, and then there's another one that I can't remember. Right, so cool. like the first episode in season four is also like a VR kind of virtual reality uh, thing. Okay, um, okay. But then it's like, like, no, we want to break free from this virtual reality kind of thing. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's a real creepy one too, because like, okay. it unfolds, which is... Very interesting. Like they're all, they're all like edging on creepy. Like they're, yeah. they're all, they're all going for that like slightly, slightly too much. Like a slightly further in the future. Yeah. Um, of how things could go. Um. Mm. Wow. You need to watch the latest season of Black I, Mirror, and I you do. need to watch The American Office. Yeah. I'll and pro- you need to I'll watch probably, Prince of Persia. I'll probably. Wow, we've. I've learned a lot about you. I'll probably. S- I'll probably <laughs> go for the Black Mirror first. I'll be honest. Yeah, no, it, uh, it is it is really good, and that um, that the first episode, of the VR one, goes in a completely like don't look up any spoilers or anything for it. Just watch it. Right. Okay. Goes in a direction that you, if you don't already know about it, then it will be very surprising to you. Right. I look forward to it then. <laughs> yeah. Seahorse, have you been have you been watching any Black Mirror? Have you have you seen any of the seasons? And that big smile emoji thing is really creepy, actually. Mm. I feel like it's Black Mirror ish. It's looking at us. Taking up the whole screen. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't have. I don't have a keyboard to like. Not yet. Not yet. You should Fair also enough. watch it. Definitely, definitely watch it. I'm actually surprised that like more like games haven't been inspired by Black Mirror or like, huh? Because like Black Mirror's not new anymore. Like the first yeah. season came out like what, six years ago now. Yeah. It's like old. And then like. Oh, six years? Five years. Five years ago. 2013, 2014 yeah. ish. But like I suppose it hasn't like at least influenced some games. Like there's there's just not yeah. enough like like near psychological thrillers or horrors anymore. Like games. Yeah, like they're all mm. like the closest thing I can think of is um is the one made by 
from Machine Head Games or whatever it is. The not Machine Head Games. Um, the people who did Amnesia. Uh, what's it called? The uh, four letter four letter word. Uh, it's the one where he's like under the water. And oh, Soma. Soma. Yeah, that's really the closest thing I can think what's of. What's up? Really Yo, hey, how's it going? Good. I'm joining you. Nick Hello. is joining us for Join the stream us. for the the last portion of the stream. Oh, how last are we talking? Like last. Perfect. Twenty minutes, maybe. I just won't like. I should just like sit off screen. Everyone, welcome Nick to the stream. Uh, we're now back to uh, a full three. Yep. Uh, we were just discussing. Uh, there's not many um, video games that have been inspired by Black Mirror. And that game, that, mm, like, that but show, it's inspired is, by Black. It, it's inspired by games. It is inspired yes. by all, games. All I've yeah. seen of Black Mirror that I vividly remember is that really creepy episode where the her husband dies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't seen that season yet. Oh okay. Well, that's the opening of the show. <laughs> that's the opening of the episode. Yeah. That's not a spoiler. Okay, okay. Well, actually, the, the setup for the, that episode is her husband dies. She replaces him with like an android. You can extrapolate from there. Yeah. Okay, this that sounds like that movie, um, Stepford Wives. What's up? Yeah, yeah, but like more British and sad. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah so you can, yeah, Stepford Wives is like more like creepy and fifties. Um, yeah. 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 So this is more like futuristic. This is this is more like modern times. I know. Technology exists because it starts off first as like her husband dies and she's struggling. Yeah. And she reaches out to this this company that takes all of their like emails and oh, their their like text message history and all that mm. sort of stuff and they put it through like a machine learning algorithm and then it it can you can talk to it oh. and it will talk back in the same tone. Right. It starts off as a, like a phone conversation. Yeah. It's not even no, a phone. Not even. It's just it's email. text yeah. or email and then it's a phone conversation. And then you can upgrade your plan to go to like a voice oh. thing in it. You feed it a bunch of this voice samples. Of, this is too real. Yeah, you feed it feed a bunch of voice samples and then you can talk to your deceased person and then um, and then as soon as that starts the spiral of control and then like all those things you can upgrade more and pay even more money to have both those systems put into an Android kind of thing it's called an Apple friend <laughs> Apple friend I don't know um, you but can yeah, subscribe to it for six ninety nine. there's like a lot of <laughs> I was, I was suggesting sounds like, pretty cheap yeah, yeah it is Android. Well, that's people would well, start murdering that's the text only plan though that's what? That's a text-only plan. It's like, really? Oh, that's the text-only plan. They're going to murder their, only, their, their significant other so they can get an Android replacement? Yeah, so their significant other can just be, like, perfect the way that they want them. Oh, the way... Oh, just they, the way them. they remember. They can just submit yeah. to the algorithm just the good stuff? Yeah, oh, so it's not like... Curated, curated significant oh, others. Oh, that's so weird! Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a box car 2D, but for humans. <laughs> Um, and I was I was saying, oh, not many games have like that sort of neuro psychological or like um, like uh, psychological like yeah psychological neuro psychological like themes that um, yeah. Black Mirror tackles. Um, and then mm. all I could think of was Soma as like a reference because it's it's kind of a slightly in the future like psychological horror, and like there's nothing there's no real jump scares in in Soma. Like, no, it's but mainly it's still just freaky. It's just eerie and. It's like sure, there's like these lifeless androids that are like pursuing you, but they're not really a threat per se, um, unless like you get trapped, and then it's kind of yeah. a threat. But and with so many the game where you could turn off, turn that off. I think you can. I think you can turn yeah. them off. And you, you drop the difficulty down, and then they just don't spawn, and like or like they're not aggressive or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There was a a mall industrial game called Every Day the Same Dream. That I feel like is the only thing that reminds mm. me of it. It's 
Hmm. Scared about committing suicide. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it, then it loops because you're like you're like an office worker, and you do a bunch of different. It's just really strange. Right. Yeah. That's the only game I can think of that mm. like is dives into something heavier, like and more very specific, and because it's like you loop through a bunch of different actions that you're always in the same way, but like different ways, um, and you always go back to your office job. Right. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if we're gonna find these kind of things, you have to go to like itch, right? You have to dive into itch, and you're yeah. like, oh, somewhere in these 500 games that released this week. Ah, like, like uh, Baldi's math learning game. Do you remember that? Baldi. It's like a hard. <laughs> this game. relationship isn't working anymore. Time, <laughs> Time to switch, switch providers. providers. Oh. <laughs> nice one, Seahorse. <laughs> that, that paints a, a very rough picture. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I need 5G. I can't deal with this 4G relationship. Yeah, you're too slow at responding. <sighs> there was a lady in a in a JB Hi-Fi that thought that 5G was going to give her cancer, what? and then this JB Hi-Fi employee was really doing his best. I was just like, oh man, your life must suck right now. Yeah, you didn't you didn't even need to buy anything more in JB Hi-Fi, but you stayed there for another half an hour. I was to like listen. looking at the iPads or yeah. whatever. I'm like, I'm sitting there with my Google phone, being like, mm. so uh, how's that uh, cancer causing 5G doing? <laughs> this is a good time. Wait, mm. Sorry, I, I tangent it. That's right. okay. Tangent it from this relationship isn't working anymore. Time to switch providers. Yeah. It's. I feel like it's really not that crazy or unrealistic to think about these things, which is kind of the point of Black Mirror, yeah. right? That it's meant to be like just, it's just fringe slightly, enough yeah. that it's out there, but it's still within the realms of possibilities. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. There's um there's one episode that a lot of people talk about which is nosedive, mm. which is involve cocaine. No, it doesn't. It's about like socially ranking people. Um, yeah, so that crazy. one's the one where like oh. you know you go pick up your morning coffee and like the person serving you coffee was like a super super nice to you. Like so you like give them a couple thumbs up. They're just like oh yeah. Oh, it's like Sesame Credit. Yeah, it's like Sesame mm. Credit. Um, That's the whole thing. Yes. Oh, great. Sesame Credit is great. Great. fantastic. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Uh, the social credit. ranking yeah. system in, in China. China. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I remember hearing about it. I think actually Winston told me about it before, either before it was a thing or just when it was starting to come in. And mm. I was like, no, this is a joke. That's, yeah. That and kind of time is when like, my friends left China and went to uh, Taiwan. Yeah. Full yeah. on, full on. But that is, is a good episode. It is. Um, and it features... You could gamify that, actually. Mm, that's what Death Stranding is. Well, spoilers for everyone. It's 100% what that Stranding is. Sesame Street creds. Everyone, everyone uh, rates everyone. Sesame Street creds. This is Death Stranding's like very subtle metaphor. It's not subtle. <laughs> he beats you over the head with it in emails. Like in the in emails. In-game emails. Hideo Kojima sends you emails and he says, in the game. did you know that social media is bad? No, he's just like, Listeners can't hear he's my just face. like, oh, people really get like a big endorphin, endorphin kick from when you get thumbs ups and like there's all these sort of things about the psycholo- psychology of mm. thumbs ups and like ranking people I'm sure like his posts yeah <laughs> that's what you get you get, you get like you get like emails that are like oh if you like this you know send me some likes that sort of thing and you're like oh it hurts so much why are you doing this to me <laughs> I'm aware this is how the world works but don't show it on my throat while I'm trying to explore the world um but yeah, that's essentially Death Stranding. Is the wow. reason we can't explore like those like heavy topics, not the heavy topics, but the, those particular topics because games are so verbal-based and like it's hard to express um, those kind of ideas as verbs 
I think. Like, the ranking mm. system is definitely easy to gamify. That's like a social tycoon. Yeah. You know? I can I, I can see that working out. It's very cart lifey. This has to be street creds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the reason it's so hard to gamify that specific issue is because we're all acutely aware of it. Like, a lot of people playing Death Stranding probably are like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, but then when we're sitting here designing a new game and like how to keep people hooked on a certain thing or you know how to provide value to somebody and how or perceived value we're always talking about how the player perceives the value of something and how to make them value it more or so feel like they're not so much wasting their time and like that's like a very big issue currently right because there's so many games coming out and people like games don't just get played once for one hour and 20 minutes like a movie Right, like the movies are still like we can even games like, designed to be played like that don't get played like that. Yeah, mm. so it's like Death Stranding is like forty hours right to get through that game and still expects you to play more hours for certain people. That's a huge amount of time to take out of somebody's like schedule. That it's a whole work week. Yeah, that somebody else could have been paying that money on going to a movie or going to whatever. So like movies are competing with us, but then people still don't equate movies and games as the same entertainment space because like even Winston in the office would be like oh yeah I'm going to the movies with my cousins this weekend like you know they don't play video games or whatever so there's still that bridge where people are still going to see movies and like that industry is still going strong um, and that's why they can keep sinking more money into it because people are only going to see that movie once maybe twice and then they'll buy a DVD from it later because they're like oh yeah I enjoyed that hour and 20 minutes I'll buy the DVD, maybe never watch it ever again. Because um, they don't have a disk drive on their computer. Because they don't have a disk drive on their computer, <laughs> or they're too busy playing another game, or they're too busy watching another movie that came yeah. out that year. Yeah, yeah. And, like, like, they're acutely aware of that, just like games are acutely aware of the, lo- like, the more you can keep somebody enthralled in your game, like, the better, because then they bring, bring more people into it. They tell more people about it, because they're like, oh, I just played this game for 60 hours. It's so good. You should try it out. Like, or in, uh, I guess in the case of like a Steam, like Valve always tell us the most important marketing factor of your game is the pop-up that comes up in the bottom right corner of, of your Steam overlay when someone's playing your game and their friend sees that right, like, yeah. my friend is now playing better, yeah. for example. Um, that is the most powerful marketing tool Steam has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that tells you is games as a service are very powerful at marketing themselves because you, if you're retaining users they're coming back every day they're basically just providing an ad a banner ad to all their friends you know yeah because every time it pops up and no one turns that setting off i mean i do but i don't think yeah normies. Not i don't think people do normies do. I, I remember i remember having that effect on i think it was black ops 2 or black ops 3 that like so many people on my friends list because i used to play competitive call of duty back in the day that like I had all of the people on my friends list were like other competitive COD players and I got really upset with uh, I think it would have been Modern Warfare 3 or something whatever came after Black Ops 1 I got really upset with it and I was like nah this is like impossible to play on a PC there's no dedicated server there's no way to have like a decent match so I just gave up I'm like I'm not going to buy any more of them right and then Black Ops 2 came out and like I think I was probably playing like some casual game or like Warframe or something like that on my PC and like just all of these pop-ups in like the bottom right are just like playing, you know, Black Ops Two, and there's just so many that I was just like, oh, maybe I should get it. There's like a lot of people playing it, and like, uh-huh. so like I can 100% believe that, that that's something that happens. Like, people are like, oh, my, 
two of my friends are playing this one game. It must be good, even without like a review, right? Yeah, it's. I think like the the social pressure is way more powerful than anything else. There was yeah. a study that was that was done, or maybe it even wasn't. Maybe it wasn't even a study, but it was just some stats. Um, it was like people selling. Um, like new energy or light bulbs or whatever, like going around and yeah. door knocking. And they found that if they told the person that they were door knocking at that their neighbours yeah. had it, had got it, then that person was like five times more likely to agree to it yeah. because people just... Respect their neighbours? No, 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 <laughs> I don't think so. I think people just see like, oh, if everyone else is doing it, A, maybe I don't want to miss out or it must be good regardless of whether it is actually good or not and whether you can say oh that's good or bad oh if other people are doing it then the way I perceive it must be wrong it's peer Um, pressure all our friends yeah yeah, peer pressure even when you don't the social pressure realise it yeah it's Um, quite interesting those ads when they automatically have audio get hella blocked by me yeah yeah Yeah, the sound is the sound usually well that's that's why Valve also have the option to turn off just the sound yeah it's very smart because mm. I bet a lot of people are just like, oh, this sounds annoying, but I like to know what my friend's up to. Yeah. Yeah. Can I go on like a side rant for just like a second? Yeah, yes. Does anyone else constantly get DD <laughs> ads on YouTube? DD ads? I don't get ads on YouTube because uh, I pay for Google. Oh, yeah. Same. DD Google Family. I was like, I haven't seen an ad on YouTube in fair like, enough. What's it so It's the ride the ride sharing service, DD. Oh, I see the human advertising that on the street. Every single every <laughs> single ad I get on YouTube on my phone. Every single thing about this is is DD, and because I've heard the little DD sound and seen it ads so many times, it infuriates me so much that I will never ever sign oh, up to oh, DD. Oh. I'm just so oh, well. It's just me. It's targeting it's me targeted, target for whatever market. reason. I'm the perfect it, target market. It knows I'm you so sick services. of it. Your engagement's what, really what, high. Yeah, what it's going to do is make me pay for YouTube Premium. It's not going to make me maybe. It's, you, it's Google's way. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Let's set up a fraud company that pays for yeah. advertising via Google and it's just like sh- it's just like a product that competes with some other product like DD. But it's just obnoxious ads. Like blaring dubstep. Things people actually hate maybe. Um, I don't know. Millennials. And then we'll have them right up front and center. And we'll target it. So, like, if it's targeted to someone in their 40s, it's got millennials. It's targeted to a millennial, it's got a boomer. And if they're American, <laughs> it's got a yank. No, the other way. What's the uh, uh, English person? And if it's an Australian, it's got an American in the ad. Okay. And, like, make sure it's dubbed poorly or whatever. And then get YouTube to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> to do these ads. To convert to YouTube yeah. ads. Uh, well, and, it, and it'll be a seek. This will be our, like, our money-making scheme. It'll work. And All then right. we can make Feathers... For as long as we want. Yeah, we just work on it forever. True. Because YouTube's, yeah, we have a video production company that's making these ads, making us millions. Oh. Because we'll be converting. Don't even, we'll write an AI to do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all machine learning scraped from like stock stock footage. Oh my God. What's the approval process for these videos? How how bad could they be? Oh, I mean, there's already the YouTube like conglomerates that are AI made kids, kids shows. I think they got, they may have cracked down on this. I think uh, they did. They tried to. Uh, Dracus says the DD ads <laughs> are very annoying. They're so annoying. I uh, getting... Dean says that your phone knows I'm on the move a lot, so it's marketing to me accordingly. Ooh. Well, I take that as a compliment. I am on the move a lot. It does know <laughs> me well. True. That's true. That's very lovely. Does it, do you take a lot of Uber? Some. I don't think I drive more than I take mm. Uber. Maybe it thinks you're in Uber. Right. Because you're yeah. under 30. 
So, <laughs> you're only coding. Possibly own a car. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, it's... when you're moving faster than public transport, must be a car. You know, it's like Pokemon Go, not really knowing that you're on a tram or something. It's like, you must, don't don't play this game while you're driving. It's like, I'm sitting on a tram. Or I'm like, walking kind of fast. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, I love when they make assumptions about you. For some reason, right after I got into a relationship, I got advertised um, this competitor dating app to Tinder, and it was like, secret, secluded. No one will know. It was. It was like. Looks like it was advertised for cheating. And I'm like, I was like, scrolling through Twitter, and I can't hide Twitter ads because I use the basic app. Yeah. And I used to have a no ad app, but then they stopped. They changed their API. Now it doesn't work. I'm just like, holy shit. And then I showed my partner, and they thought it was very funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Advertising. I still is... get. I still get advertised that that app. Wow. Yeah. What I would actually like is if Netflix like showed you what your friends are watching because there's so much stuff in there it's actually hard to know what's good or not that would work on consoles because you have like I, I use Netflix on my Xbox so yeah. I'd, I'd be able to, it could hook up to the like the friends API there's yeah. no reason it couldn't hmm. that's pretty cool yeah I've noticed on Playstation it doesn't it doesn't even tell I don't even t- think it tells people you're watching Netflix oh. I think it just tells you that they're in um, like TV, in video TV and oh. video players yeah might be the way that the app gets registered to the present settings though you know we've written this stuff yeah Right, or they might have intentionally made it secret. I think they've intentionally made it secret because, like, yeah, I think just they don't want it going through that kind of thing. Apparently, the DD ads are bad because it's the music is from a stock audio site. Yeah, yeah, I can hear the music in my head right now. Drax, oh, do you no, know the song? Really like, can you link? Is it like a girl from Ipanema, but like a bad recording kind of situation? No, it's like just playing like a project we did recently. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, oh, a, like a the, kind of a upbeat whistling. What was that for? Uh, project I won't talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dan will right. too. Dan loves it. Wow. You can uh, all make big guesses about what this is. Should be by recommended to this by a friend instead of what this person watched and hit like on. I think. Like, will they actually engage with rather than... Yeah. Well, I mean, can you like stuff on Netflix? So, like, yeah, that can. is a really good idea. Yeah. Like, I would definitely... Like, Netflix really buries stuff. Uh, and there's plenty of good things on there. Even on Australia, where we don't have as much content. Um, yeah, I've seen tons of great stuff yeah. on Netflix. But if I'm looking for something new and I don't recognise the names, they make everything look really good. So it's hard to know what's actually really good yeah. and what's actually kind of B-grade. Because everything is 99% matched to you. Yeah, and I'm like, mm. well, sure, I'm 99% matched to this content-wise... But like, could be terrible production. Is it, is it a four out of ten? Yeah. Mm. Exactly. So, so I recently had to create my a new Netflix account, and so that meant I lost I lost all my history viewing history. So I went through and like thumbed up all of the ones that I've already watched because I'm like I don't want you to recommend them to me anymore, and it still recommends me shows I've seen. Yeah. And once you watch them again, and I think it just knows I haven't watched them. But I'm like, I wish I could say I've watched this before, or watched this on another platform, or I've got some DVD on can Netflix. You? you can say. It says like watch it again. Yeah, no, no, but I, I, I have it. It's a fresh account. It's a fresh account. It has no oh, actual. Watch I feel like it. it comes up and asks you what you've seen. I've done that process definitely. Maybe it was with start, a different yeah. streaming platform. Yeah. Yeah, I you don't can know. pick like five things that you've seen before or something like that. You know, oh. you know what? Like, you've seen shit, but like they at least let you bury content you never want to see. Like I just every time there's a, you can just have stuff as like not never show up in any of the algorithmic stuff, and then like so now I'll never see Final Fantasy 15 or I'll never see COD. So I'm just never gonna buy these games. Right, um, and I am. I when I get surface stuff algorithmically, it's always something I've never seen before. Because I then will make a decision. I'm like, wish list, never see. 
like I'll always filter yeah. yes no rather than see the same thing multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just make a decision. Like, cause the money, my taste aren't gonna change. Like I play pretty much everything. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'll, I'll give like Netflix. Steam has gotten pretty damn close to like a pretty perfect algorithm because like a lot of the stuff I see popping up on Steam, I'm just like, yeah, that seems interesting. Yeah, I think they, they got some good insights out of their Steam Lab stuff of what people actually wanted yeah. from, like, the way it recommends rather than being, like... It, it tended to bias a lot towards success rather than, like, what the result was that people, like... People were like, no, I don't want to see this. Like, because I haven't bought it yet, I'm probably never going to buy it. I want to see the stuff that's like it but, like, a little bit more niche. Because yeah. it's clearly, like... It's clearly not quite right. So oh. then... What? Seahorse, you find buried stuff by searching titles they don't have and see what's related. I did the oh, same thing on Netflix. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, like I, when they, I d- only noticed I could do this probably like a year ago when I looked for Lost, like after it got <laughs> removed because they removed Lost from Netflix because they Lost, right, the Lost right, in space. They got the the, yeah, they got all of the rights shuffled around again. Right. Um, it's been passed between several companies now. Stan has it in Australia. But, like, I looked it up and then, yeah, it came up with, like, all of these other suggestions of, like, other, like, se- like serial sci-fi thrillers and, like, mm. um, then there was, yeah, a couple of, like, the, like, lo- the Lost City of, like, Alamaz or whatever. And it's, like, all these, like, documentaries as well. And I'm, like, man, this is pretty good. And, like, I just added a whole bunch of things to my to-watch list. <laughs> um, so yeah. now I've been kind of doing that as well. I'll look up, like, things that I've seen before that probably aren't on Netflix. And it will, it has a whole bunch of related stuff. And I'm, like, where are they pulling all this related data from? Because, like on point like yeah it is accurate and yes i also searched by actor david tennant is a good is a good one i didn't actually didn't realize how much stuff david tennant is in <laughs> i did this for jackie chan recently and found a really good 70s movie where he was just a stuntman and it was great wow yeah that's very no cool. it was like oh, 60s i should watch more jackie chan, chan movie yeah i want to do like a good like uh, hong kong era jackie chan night like and just watch like the stuff where he was like like drunken was it drunken master or something mm. like that kind of stuff just because I was watching the every frame of painting about him recently, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. This guy's a champ. Wow. They just added a feature to Steam recently, which is the I've played this or I own it on another platform. Yeah. Which you can do when you're, when you're on a game page. Yeah. Um, which I only just learned about last night. Which I assume which is, is different to not interested. Yes. Because I used to do that for not interested, and I feel like I shouldn't. Because now that. Because I would use not interested to say never show me this, but I'm sure they're fit using the not interested in my, in yeah. my like rankings. They are. Yeah. So this is now to say, this is the cover game I'm interested in, but I don't want to buy it again. I have it on another because, platform. Yep. Um, and they're just sort of going, okay, we, you don't want to buy it again. We get it. But we'll still recommend you things that are similar. That are similar. Okay. That, that's quite good. Going through the um, Nintendo online store, Ooh. I was like, cool, this is exciting. I'm going to go like, find a bunch of like, <laughs> cool games from the Nintendo store. And I'm like, there's so much trash here. And then I was like, okay, I'll browse by genre. <laughs> And then I went to the genre that's just other, and then I found tons of these great indie games that I've heard of or under that I other. really love. And I'm like, how are they under other? Like, there's just no genre for them. Um, or they mm. did fit into other genres, I thought, but they were just put in other for whatever yeah, reason. they just totally buried. That's why they're in other. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, the it was really bad. The shop is really bad. It's such a shame. They'll, they'll never change it. I was like, oh, they'll change it when they need to, but I don't think they ever will need to because they're putting out like one title a year or one title every six months and their games make money and the good stuff makes money that well what they don't care like you know devolver puts out a game that'll make money because they have mm. their partners they work with and that's all that they care yeah. about so yep. to get so to get people finding it on switch people have to know about it externally and actually yeah. search it. yeah 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 i wouldn't be surprised like feather still sells pretty well on switch right now right but like it's nowhere to be seen 
Yeah, so it, still, it still shows up pretty well in the, the online charts because oh. Feather has online, um, and there's a lot of games on Switch that don't have any online functionality. Maybe that's why. So Feather does show up. What about screen sheet though? Screen sheet on Plug's doing okay still. Yeah, and that's that'll be buried. That'll be yeah. in the middle of it. I don't know why that one does so well. Maybe it's on some, some under some other section. I think people when they want to buy Switch games are going to like Nintendo Life and looking at the right. review section because I mean, because they know that's that the a story is bad. Yeah, well, it's just like it's just a filtering of like Nintendo Life has been like has at least played these games and you know well them them being one of the biggest sites. Ooh. Who is uh, Dots? Thanks for the follow. Um, yeah, that's. It. I feel like people are just using external sources to like filter it down. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm liking a lot of the algorithm stuff, stuff that's happening. Did you actually find anything good when you were searching the eShop? I did not. No. <laughs> I found nothing. Telling. That's very I found telling. nothing that inspired me to download it. Um, although a while ago I I recommend I Cave tried. Blazers. No one else in the office has played it. It's very what good. What is it? Cave Blazers. Cave Blazers. Do you okay. like... Other genres? <laughs> <laughs> Other games. Uh, what is it uh, like? It's, um, I don't know, it's like a Spelunky kind of style game. Hard, okay. but incredibly tightly designed platformer roguelike, but a little bit more action-oriented. You have a bow. That's cool. Yeah, That's you cool. control it with a thumbstick. Wow. And it's got, like, it's got, like, good progression, and it's, uh, I can't beat World 2. <laughs> so it's just like Spelunky. So it's just like Spelunky. Spelunky, yeah. Um, I, number 2 is coming out soon. Spelunky yeah, yeah, yeah. 2. I don't know when. But soon... Very soon, it's got water. Um, wow, I, uh, I uh, <laughs> on on the Switch Nintendo eShop, oh, the only thing that I've really been buying is the Picross games, because uh, they're digital only anyway, um, and I played through them once and solve all the Picross puzzles in them, and then I'm done with it, so I can just uninstall it after I'm done. Fair enough. I'm most excited um, for just playing the SNES games. Right. Yoshi's Island. Ooh. I've played that game so many times, yeah. like on SNES and on emulators and on my phone and stuff. When are we going to get the 64 emulator so we can play? No, wait, no, is that Yoshi's World? I think it is Yoshi's World. The one with the annoying voices. I liked that one. It, was, it might just be Yoshi 64, I don't know. It was a good game, though. Okay. Were you, were I, I, you I didn't play it as much. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. I, I started with the SNES, but like my, oh, my core video game kind of connection was with the 64. I've got one sitting... I've still got one at home, but I'm just missing the power cable for it, so I was just sitting there. A bunch of trash got Oh, that's really tragic. But I, I can sit here and have a big solve story because all of my old consoles have been sold <laughs> over the time. Uh, did you get any money for them, though? I did I did for, for those ones, but not what they were worth when they were sold. Damn. Yeah, you never um, know what they were worth, though, at the time because you were a child. No, mine got sold when I went on Melbourne uh, on um, Central Australia trip. My GameCube, my sixty four. Your mom was like, "You didn't need them." Yeah, you weren't using them, and my my SNES as well <laughs> went as well. You, you weren't using it's them. Tragic. You hadn't used them in like two years. And I sold them at uh, I gave them the cash converters. They gave me twenty no, bucks. There was a garage sale, <laughs> and it was what? like no. it was all of the games and the console for like thirty five dollars. Oh my god! And like for <laughs> my SNES, that was like. SNES wasn't so bad because it was like eight games. I've heard this story a few times, but it's always good. And then my 64, which I had probably 20 games for, was like 50 bucks. And it had it had, it had three controllers. I, had, I didn't have a fourth one yet. <laughs> I had three controllers, the 64, 
and my uh, my <laughs> still game, haven't spoken to your mum, right? My GameCube, uh, my GameCube. I think I got like eighty dollars for because that one was pretty recent. Still, that was yeah. this that was still within like the last. When, like, when six Dan years. sees his mum for coffee, this is why she pays for coffee. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and then I think the GameCube was like seventy bucks. So, uh, and that had that had like, uh, Metroid Prime, and it had Smash on it, and it had it had a few few different games. Um, it had Pikmin, and like I was devastated because I love Pikmin. Wind Waker. I didn't have Wind Waker. Oh, I didn't have okay. any of the Zeldas. Wow. I had actually no. I had, I had um Ocarina of Time on on um sixty four. Ocarina yep. or Ocarina. I got back from <laughs> my Central Australia. <laughs> Ocarina. I got back uh. from my Central Australia trip, and this would have been in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. And I thought Seahorse bought your your stuff. Uh-huh. Seahorse is like I bought it for like ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, a, it's a really good was deal. Was it in a garage sale in Australia? Maybe. Yeah, and it could have been so I got back and like my mom hands me a jar and she's like, "Oh, we had a garage sale while you're gone. This is this is what I got from selling sixty selling, bucks selling your uh, your consoles." And I'm like, "My what?" And like, <laughs> and I was like, "How much is in here?" And she's like, "Oh, like 150 bucks." I'm like, "That's what just that's just what the SNES was worth. Like, <laughs> I can buy one game with this." Oh, Actually, uh, yeah, in the 2000s, do you remember when games were 110 dollars? Yeah. There was this weird window in, like, the late 2000s where, like, console game prices just, like, were through. Oh, yeah, I, I remember. I think that's why I didn't have... Mid- oh, no, that was... Which would have been, like, that's 360 era. When they got real... I, I paid... Yeah, I definitely paid 110. It was a Harvey Norman, mind you. But I was stupid. For this, like, kind of bad... Very... I'm going to say very bad flight sim. It was, like, a Japanese flight sim. And it wasn't Ace Combat. Yeah. And I think I had just finished Ace Combat, and I was like, I'm down for more of these silly flight games, because Ace Combat has very silly stuff going on. Um, and it was awful, and I paid a lot for it. It's very sad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was poor times. Right. I, so I, I did have one, one Zelda game. I had, I had Ocarina of Time. Um, but Which is like the, you know, it's if you're going to have one, it's the one to have, yeah. really. Yeah, and a lot of people like Majora's Mask and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not a snob, I just hadn't played any Zelda games until I was, like, 24. Yeah. Oh, wow. You missed out on... You missed out on... I was playing... And then we need a baby Zelda, Zelda in Smash. Dots, you're going to be real, real disappointed in me. The only <laughs> modern Star Wars thing I've seen is Rogue One, and I didn't like it. Oh, I went and saw Solo. Also didn't like it. That was wow. trash. You should try the Mandalorian. I, I feel like I'll like the Mandalorian it's because even if it's just for the Baby Yoda. It's no, very, if it's just for Werner Herzog. Oh, is Baby Yoda in, in the Mandalorian? Is yes. it? Yeah, Baby Yoda oh. is voiced by Werner Herzog. Right. Werner Herzog is so the, that's, ge- that's why the German guy who has very uh, philosophical things to say about the meaning of life. But right. for some oh reason... My God. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, wait, no, the, the guy from YouTube... Yeah, you know him. Uh, Werner Herzog is like a documentarian. Which he, one had the gold okay. cartridge? <laughs> he has a very iconic voice and sort of way of enunciating. Right. Uh, he he always there's talks. A, a, link, a link to the, the past. The, 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 the penguin is so beautiful. It's it's desperate struggle through life. It's just <laughs> such a challenge. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I can't. I can't do it because it's gonna like go Arnie at some point. I can't. But that's that's the wrong accent. I was right. chatting to a friend uh, on Saturday because at a dinner party, and they they were watching the Mandalorian. And where was my invite then? Sorry, Jake's invite. Yeah. yeah. So they were talking about the Mandalorian, and I was like, oh, you know, like I've been pretty disappointed by the more modern stuff. Um, 
It was like, but it's 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 set in like the time when like there was a lot of Mandalorians around, and <laughs> I'm like, oh well, that's I really enjoyed that part of um, like the the old uh, the old Republic. No, yeah, the whatever the MMO one was, the yeah, the Knights race of the old Republic. No, not Knights. No. The MMO, okay. um, uh, oh. Sorto, the old Republic. Yeah, um, they had like a whole Mandalorian race and like all of like the story around. I have a tweet. I need to write. Sorry, it's right. I don't have my phone on me, so I can't do it while we're talking. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's like they had like all of these really cool stories woven around like bounty hunters. And, like, how they're all thrust into this world of, like, they're essentially really good at being, like, assassins or hunters. Mm-hmm. And they just have to deal with that. And, like, you, you meet, like, people who are like, I don't want to do it. And then people who are, like, really good at it. And then you meet, like, a younger version of the bounty hunter from, um, well, it's, I don't think it's from, like, the early the Star Wars. But it's, like, a very similar person who's got the same sort of, like stereotype and has a has a son that's mm. that's uh sort of learning the ropes and it's kind of like i really enjoyed all of that storytelling and i'm like the stories in sort um star wars the old republic which is also an mmo that's still going is probably some of the last remaining really good bioware writing that like i adore because like I played through that game, so like it's an MMO, right? So you go from like level one to level mm. fifty or sixty or whatever it is. At least that was at the time. But you got to choose either like you got those like four races. Um, so you could go like pure Sith and like you could do like a uh, like a Jedi or a Mandalorian or like all the diff- these different races. And then then they had like a subclass, right? So you could pick like the you know I want to be like a Jedi Knight or I want to be like a just a Jedi Force user or whatever. And like, so all these subclasses, but then every single one of them had their own unique story through the, throughout the world. And like they, so it was really painful if you were trying to play with somebody and do story missions because you all, like you had to go to the same planets at roughly the same time, but you're doing totally different things while you're there. So it was kind of near impossible to play this, this story content with another person unless they were the same race as you and roughly the same class. But I went through that game and I played every single one of them because the story and the writing mm. for all of them were just so good. Like, I didn't engage in much of the, like, multiplayer content on all of my characters. Just, I just played through all the stories, and then whichever character I liked most throughout the game, I just ended up playing the end game with that. But that game was so good. And, yeah. like, I keep thinking about it every now and then. I'm like, that was some of the last, my last good memories of Star Wars is that game. Well, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with The Mandalorian, then. Mm. Like, uh, high dots, by the way. Uh, like Dot says, new Star Wars stuff in general is just like, eh, but The Mandalorian is really a breath of fresh air. That's good. Yeah, it, I've been, it is. I've been hearing the same Christmas. thing. Yeah, and the new movie. Is that in Christmas time? Yes, it's soon. Yeah, it must, it's yeah. probably like, if not this Thursday, the next Thursday, maybe. Probably real soon, yeah. Cool. I'll go see week I've been hearing, um, I've been hearing a very similar thing with Fallen Order. Like, the right. gameplay is, oh, right, yeah. is fine across the board like all everything intertwined is really good like well not like fantastic but it's good enough to service the star wars universe and then because mm. it's so set in the star wars universe and they do a really good job of it and like the awe and wonder of the, the star wars world and it's sort of also before like everything like it sort of explores the before everything was so corporatized around the force so it's still like that got that sort of like grandeur and like magic feel to it mm. um 
Well, certainly most people really like it. Their Swotor subscription. That's commitment. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's that's uh, that is some commitment. I I sort of dropped off because I ran out of things to do in that game. Like that was while I was still at university, so I had infinite time, and I was just like. You don't sleep, so you actually have a bit of time. Yeah, I didn't study for university. Hyperbolic time, Dan. Yeah, I only, the only units I studied for were ones that weren't... Is how you beat Death Stranding before Winston? Pro- programming related. Because he started it while he was in university. <laughs> yeah, he started it while he was in university. No, no just because like, all the programming units I'd already done for like several years before I got there. You like go home one night, get in your, your time-slowing room, and you finish a game and then come out of it, and you're like, oh, it's don't, time for bed. Don't, oh. don't steal my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um... And I also just have really bad sleeping habits. Um, wow. But like, I was up to like 800 or 900 hours in Sawtor. Like, Whoa. So it was about 100 hours per character playthrough, like for like class playthrough. Yeah, that's, that's a so lot. So it was like, I played a lot of that game and then I ran out of content to do, so I stopped playing and then I just never gone back. I just have fond memories. Um, yeah, that's good about uh, Fallen Order, way, like way over time. Um, the Fallen Order, the, everyone calls that guy Blando Calrissian, right? Or like cow, yeah. This is just based off a real man. <laughs> I just I've seen a photo <laughs> of the, the the he's a, like a performance actor and a yeah. voice actor. He looks exactly like he does in the game. Yeah. So when before it was and it was known that he it was purely based off a real human. Yeah. This man was sitting there like. Do I remember which? Yes, I'm the playing just human around then. My favorite story arc, I think, in that game would have been. The it was a pure pure Sith story round uh, storyline, and it was the dual dual wielding like dual end mm. um, assassin. Is it? I can't remember <laughs> what the actual <laughs> what the actual. Did that just play is. the whole time? No, I, I a, no I, but you, I don't think it's in a, a pure single... Sith dual handed. No? Inquisitor, Inquisitor, yeah, yeah. It was really I really enjoyed that. Did you get cut in half at the end? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that game was full of wonder as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing uh, Fallen Order. Mm. Mm. Me too. I think it looks great. I think it looks very good. It's not in yeah. game. Yeah. It's not in game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really playing one. It's on EA Access. It's no, it's on EA Access Premium. Right. I got I got a month of EA Access. Now I looked through it. And I'm like, wait a second. There's two tiers, and uh. everything in EA Access not premium is like four years old. Yeah. Except for like Battlefield Two. I don't know, That's they changed their numbering. Battlefield um, 2 is so old. No, the other two. The no, other Battlefield two? 1. Uh, I'm so confused. The numbering system makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. Battlefield. I thought they'd already released Battlefield Battlefield 2. Battlefield oh, was, 1? Was it, it was Battlefield 1. They've, they've made a new one. Is there a new one? one? No. Like, there's Battlefield 1. There's the one that came out in the 90s, probably. Oh, yeah. There's, the there's, 2000s. There's battle, like Battlefield 1, Battlefield Vietnam, Battlefield 2. Okay, yeah. So, but yes, yeah, Battlefield The, the Battlefield... One. One, <laughs> which is the World War One. Yeah, battlefield. That one was free. I'm like, that was new, but and apparently there's a cool pigeon section in right. the campaign. So I was like, maybe I'll play the pigeon game. Yeah. Or I'll play Battlefront or something because apparently the the single player is fun. Yeah, battlefront know. two, is it? But I don't want to spend. Yeah, and then, then then there was Battlefield Five. The next one, I think. In conclusion. Anyway. Too many numbers. Too many numbers. Just make a EA new game. EA Access. Still as confusing as the day it was incepted. <laughs> <laughs> now you can get it on Steam. And PlayStation. Can you actually oh. get it on Steam? I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, That's so confusing. 
Yeah, so I think we should probably start wrapping up because it is starting to starting to get a bit long. Yeah. I um, like can't see that little clock in the corner. So <laughs> 539. Reminds me of a of Dark Souls light combat with uncharted light action. And the story is pretty good for an original story with original characters. Right, so yeah, it's like... It's solid. It's like a, a lot of things mashed together and not a master at any of them, but together is enough to sell a good Star Wars story, which is good. Just, it's good to... You should also actually remember that this is made by EA, which is... They shouldn't get any free passes for not doing loot boxes Look, in this game. It, it but was made by. <laughs> it was made by. It wasn't just made by EA. It was made by the. It was made by Respawn. Yeah. Respawn knows what they're like. Yeah. Respawn do loot boxes where it's appropriate. They don't do them where it's not appropriate. They didn't have them in Titanfall two, did they? Uh, no, but they did have something for the multiplayer half of the game. It was like progression, but I don't think there was. I think. Okay. I don't remember what you could buy or anything. Apex, yeah. Apex. They, they know, but they're like, they're, it's loot boxes in Apex yeah. is not. Yeah. It's not inappropriate. The game's free. And it's just skins. Yeah. And if you want the characters, you can pay like a small amount for the characters, or you can just work grind for them. Mm. And it feels fine. It would have felt really out of place in like Uncharted Souls. Yeah, Apex was fun, um, but it because it, it was a lot of assets from Titanfall too. It was a little bit like <laughs> uh, I, I know this weapon. I, I think a lot of people thing. didn't know that stuff though, because not yeah. a lot of people played Titanfall too. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it, we it was can't. Like, smart. I can't see anymore, but there was something that Digital Seahorse said about um, getting their fingers cut off. Uh, Nez Zelda cartridge gold ring. Let's wow. check that out. Oh. oh, that's cute. That is really cute, actually. The golden Nez cartridge. Wow. As a like, ring. Yeah, I'd probably want that as my wedding ring if I was going to have one. So Zelda's always with me. You would have to your, really your partner, to your your partner could have a ring that is like a Nez. <laughs> And then they connect. Oh, oh you, you, you like you hold hands and they, they yeah. And then you're like, fuck, <laughs> trying to let go. <laughs> they don't kind of come off. Yeah, you. Then you're it snaps because they're actually cheap plastic. You're, you're in a crowd and you're, you're trying to you're trying to like break hands so that like you can walk nicely. Oh no, that's that just got sad. Yeah, yeah okay. dangerous. Thanks, thanks for joining us, everyone. Sorry, I interrupted your your intimate moment. What one? I wasn't listening. I just kind of walked in. Sorry, right. it was just the two of you. We were just chatting about. It was nice. Stuff. You were but just chatting. Yeah, we were just, just chatting. Yeah. All right. It's nice to chat with you too. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, uh, links nice to, to Discord below. Yeah. Uh, below, apparently. Yep, yeah, below the stream. In the, yeah. It's in the overlay and it's in the, dis- the page description. I never know what yeah. you call that thing below the channel. Yeah, it's just like the channel description, yeah. yeah. Um, and you can follow at Monster Mansion without the E in Monster. For the people listening, that's me. Thank you, Dean. I appreciate the good luck. Oh, you were talking about your game before? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I just took over the stream and just started talking about myself. Self promoting. Yeah, that's that's what it was all about. So, yeah, uh, we'll be back again in two days uh, for our Thursday stream. Uh, You can see a time in your time zone below as well. Uh, And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Have a good Uh, Tuesday. (laughs) 